What's going on, FCS football fans? Welcome to the FCS Opening Drive Podcast, presented by Football Game Plan and the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I am David Hassegan. To my left, the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. Emery, you ready to talk some Missouri Valley football, conference football? I am ready, man. This is like the SEC of the FCS, as a lot of people like to say. And they certainly proved it again last year, or at least at least with the team who won the final game. Don't worry, Bison fans, we'll get to you. Again, folks, this is the Missouri Valley Football Conference preview show. If you want to listen back to any of our previous shows, we are going in alphabetical order. So if you want to listen to the Big Sky, Big South, CAA, Ivy, or the MEAC, you can listen to those on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also go to footballgameplan.com and youtube.com slash footballgameplan. Emery will have very soon the... Uh, preview videos for each conference where he'll go more in depth. He'll also fo- have the Freshman 400, the football game plan Freshman 400 um, uh, preview for the top recruiting classes. All the incoming freshmen for the FCS schools uh, will be coming out for the Missouri Valley as well as the MEAC and the other conferences down the line. That'll be coming out in the next week or so. Uh, we will be talking as well about the one independent team left in the FCS. That is North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks. So if you are a North Dakota fan, we will get to you in this podcast. We will talk about you. But we're going to be focusing mostly on the Missouri Valley. And Emery, let's talk about last year. What can we say that we haven't already said about the Bison of North Dakota State? Another perfect season, another national champion. It doesn't matter who they have on offense, who they have on defense, who they have as a coach. The Bison find the way to win. North Dakota State just outshined everybody last year. Winners win, man. (laughs) And I was at that game, the championship game against Eastern Washington. And just the resolve of a champion, you know, when you know what you're good at and and what you bring to the table, yeah. you hang your hat on it. They close out that game with a running – just running the football down the throats of Eastern Washington with being capped off with uh, Eastern Sticks. I want to say it was like a 35-yard, 40-yard touchdown <laughs> yeah. run. I mean, you just wore down physically a very good Eastern Washington defense. So, not surprised, but, man, it's just – It's simple. It's – it's when you look at it on paper, you think, man, this team doesn't have X, Y, Z. Maybe if we stop the run, maybe we make them beat us throwing the football. All of that sounds great until you actually try to get out there and do it. Yeah. And it just consistently is able to are able to dominate. Everyone knows how to beat the Patriots until Tom Brady takes the first snap. Exactly. And it, 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 we were discussing this with so many different teams last year. South Dakota State, Eastern Washington, Colgate. What can these two teams do to stop this team? It doesn't matter. It really didn't matter. And North Dakota State just dominated again. Although they are going to have a lot of replacing to do this upcoming season. We'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about what to watch for in 2019. Uh, but sticking with 2018, a return to prominence for one of the Blue Blood programs of the Missouri Valley, and that was Northern Iowa. Good season last year for the Panthers in their own little dome. Um, really kind of flew under the radar, but had a really solid season. What was a drag, you know, drag-out slugging fest uh, in the Missouri Valley this past season? So one, another one of those teams that you really can't count out. And, no, you know you just when you think they're okay, they're done, they're they're over. Yeah, they go on a run and they find up, and they they find a way to get into the the at large and, and get yep. into the, the playoffs. So, yep. not surprised that they found a way. It was just amazing to watch them find that way throughout the season. It really it really is uh, kind of ridiculous. I mean, Northern Iowa is one of those teams. They're kind of like something you just can't. Uh, they're that clingy girlfriend you can't get rid of. Just when you think okay, they're going to be down the road, that's fine. Oh, wait a minute, they're here again. It comes Northern Iowa in the playoffs mm-hmm. somehow. Um, and that really 
lines up with what happened last year. It was such a brawl in the middle of the Missouri Valley this year. You had teams like Missouri State had four wins in a 4-7 and seven season, but they were right next to South Dakota. Nobody right. expected South Dakota there. Youngstown State finished 4-7. and seven. Here comes Illinois State. They finished only 6-5. and five. But the real surprises were Western Illinois, who nobody saw doing anything but were 4-4 four and four in conference play. They were right at 500. And Indiana State, what a year for the Sycamores after not winning a single game two years ago. They go 7-4. and four. Tells you how, how important coaching is. Yes. You know, and so second year, Coach Mallory did a great job getting these guys to buy in and go out there and compete. <laughs> Again, when you look at these teams top to bottom, and now with Indiana State being relevant, you really can't count anybody out. We saw Missouri State go toe-to-toe with, with Missouri. Yeah. You know, in the, yeah. in the score fest a couple seasons ago. So there's not one team that you can pinpoint and be like, they're trash. Don't worry about that team. Yeah. Because top to bottom, any given week, they can they can compete. Missouri State beat Illinois State, who was ranked number 9, 24-21, a week after absolutely smashing Northern Arizona 40-8. to But then they lost their last five games. Exactly. So it, it's really – it comes down to – who can really finish in conference play? A lot of the a lot of the times we're talking about, you know, can you get wins out of conference to get you ready for the playoffs? Here, you have to dominate this conference, and it's almost impossible to do unless you're winning, wearing green and gold. Um, let's talk about some of the players that are coming back next year, and I'm going to start with the running back from Indiana State, James Robinson. Incredible season for him last Illinois year. State. Uh, Illinois State, excuse me. Um, 205 carries, 1,200, uh, almost 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Really an impressive season for him all around. And on an Illinois State team that really underperformed. Senior Bowl watch list guy. Yeah. Uh, so they're expecting big things out of him. Yep. We know Coach Spack always keeps a running back. Mm-hmm. And he will be able to run the football. Um, I look at quarterback Ryan Boyle, Indiana State, and yeah. somebody to keep an eye on. You know, the team did well last year. Confidence is is a fragile thing. Yeah, and if they can build on the confidence they they were able to ascertain last year, this year it, I think a lot of it has to do with can he get even better play from Boyle this year. I think the, another guy to watch is Austin Simmons, the quarterback from South Dakota. Obviously, South Dakota had a really rough year last year, but he threw for over thirty one hundred yards, threw for eighteen touchdowns. If he gets any help whatsoever on the rest all around him, South Dakota could contend again this season. So I think it's a guy to watch. I would also look at Zach Johnson, getting him back for North Dakota State along yeah. that offensive line. Yes. He's going to be tremendous. Gives him some semblance of continuity, uh, a premier player. He will be one to watch. Christian Roseboom, the linebacker from South Dakota State. Yes. Another senior bowl watch list guy, another guy that, you know, that should be playing in the postseason all-star game, made every tackle, I thought, for South Dakota State. And it's one of their cornerstones they can go to now, seeing they're without Taron Christian this year. Absolutely. I, I think talking about um, linebackers, Jabril Cox. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be a draft pick. I don't think there's anybody that right. would disagree with that statement. Um, but also Jonas Griffith from the Sycamores, 132 tackles last season, nine and a half tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. Underrated player on a program that a lot of people discounted last year, but ended up getting seven wins. So... He's certainly going to be a guy to watch. I think Cade Johnson as well, the wide receiver from South Dakota State, will be critical uh, this year for the Jackrabbits if they're going to actually overcome the uh, the Bison. And let's talk about North Dakota State because they're the only team 
in the Missouri Valley this year that has a new head coach, but you might as well not even call him a new head coach because he's been there for three or four seasons, and that's Matt Entz, the uh, defensive coordinator promoted from within. This is what North Dakota State does. They lose a quarterback, they replace him with the next quarterback up. They lose a linebacker, they replace him with the next linebacker up. It's the same thing with head coaches. Matt Entz takes over. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest thing. Can they re- can they repeat? That's something I'm you know, uh, be looking forward to seeing if they can repeat, or you know who's going to come in from worst to first this year, right? What, yeah. What challenge do you think he has as a <clears throat> defensive coach? None taking over. None. You don't think he I, does? No. I, I I mean, with so many holes on that offense, I, I think a lot of what they already have just kind of falls in line to what we saw from. Chris Kleiman, what we saw from um, Craig Boyle. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any different you know, difference. You know, I think everybody will have their own little spin on it. Right. Just like you would see it with a, a let's say a famous chain restaurant. Let's say McDonald's. Yeah. You know, you you're able to have multiple franchise owners. Right. But the ingredients in the process is still the same. Yeah. You can go to a McDonald's in Fargo, North Dakota. Go to McDonald's in Sewanee, Tennessee, and it will taste the same. Yeah. So I think that's North Dakota State. That yeah, I I, I love a good food analogy. You know, especially you saw how I went from Fargo to Sewanee. You weren't even ready for Sewanee. Well, I I don't know where Sewanee is. Folks, I just told so. you Tennessee. Well, I know it's Tennessee. <laughs> where the Tennessee's a pretty how good you not, state. In this year of one hundred and fiftieth college football season. How do you not know the name Sewanee? I know. Let the, me give I'm, you history lesson. I know the name. I don't know where exactly it is. There's two different things. What Sewanee is famous for? Exactly. Here's what I'm gonna <laughs> tell you why Sewanee is famous. Won't even let me respond. It, bingo, because it took too long. Sewanee went on that seven game winning streak. Seven wins, no nine wins in in, in seven days or something like that. They beat Sewanee was in the SEC. Right. And in that span of seven days or nine days or whatever it was, they beat LSU, Alabama, Georgia. They ran the gambit. And and so that was eighteen ninety nine Sawani, by the way. This has been your history lesson from Emory It's the one hundred and fifty college football season. How you not know that? <sighs> For goodness sake. I'm Move on. What's next? Well, <laughs> before we go anywhere, let's talk about <laughs> The one independent school that's left, and that's the University of North Dakota, because they are actually moving to the Missouri Valley after this season. Uh, the Fighting Hawks, 6-5 and five last season uh, under Coach Schweigert. Um, pretty good start to the season. They got a win over Montana. There was a point about midway through the season we thought, okay, North Dakota might be real enough to maybe get in that large bid. Lost three of the last four games, including to uh, Weber State in Northern Arizona. But this is a team that they are building for the Missouri Valley, so they got to be ready. They looked solid last season. They lost a lot. They did lose a lot. I mean, they, they lost um, two running backs yeah. that I really like. One is currently playing excellent football in the CFL. Mm. Um, Oliveira, he's playing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Right. Um Deion Harris, a cornerback, is now with the Washington Redskins. Yep. So yes, this is their. This is a team that's going to be in the conference next year, but we're talking about them now because because of that. You know, it's only right. one independent. It makes no sense. Right. Um, until you know, Long Beach State, uh, Cal State Fullerton, uh, Cal State Northridge. 
Pacific until all these California schools bring back football and start independent. Yep. Then we'll have more independence to talk about. Yeah, pressure's on them now because I put the put it out there in, the, in <laughs> Texas Arlington start football again. All these all these uh, programs, right? Don't get me started on that. We had an episode about that, right? Oh yeah, we we've had too many conversations. Utah about Valley that. State, Utah Valley, um, Dixie State. Yep. If, if if things go well for North Dakota, though, I will say this: they don't want to be ranked number twenty-two because they were ranked twice last year. Both times they were ranked at number twenty-two, and they lost that week. Shout out to the to, to <laughs> a level field, though. I mean, I love their their stadium. Yeah, I love their atmosphere. I love their their philosophy. I think they do a good job. I, I think it's a program that it's they stable. Not, it's consistent. Yeah, they may not have a, a good year this year, or at least not as good as last season, but. They'll be ready for next season in the Missouri We've Valley. We've seen them upset members. FBS teams. Remember they beat Bowling Green a couple of years ago. Yeah, they beat Sam Houston State this past year by a point, but yep. they still beat them. So we'll keep an eye on North Dakota. We hope they have a good season. But let's get back to the Missouri Valley here, um, and let's talk about what to watch in 2019. South Dakota State is the one team in this conference that always has a decent chance. They put up a good fight against the Bison every year. Every year. They've lost a lot. Every year. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> well, especially that you lose a guy like Taron Christian, that's a big loss. Do you think South Dakota State has the tools to recover and still be that challenger for the Bison? Well, you would hope so because that's what recruiting is for—to keep the cupboard right. stacked with talent. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the first things I had to watch was both North Dakota State and South Dakota State's quarterback situations. True. I mean, we go from. Carson, we go from Brock Jensen to Carson Wentz to Easton Stick, and now we like, well, who, who? the hell is next, right? Because yeah. we don't know, you know who's next. We're gonna know his name by in like two years when he gets drafted, right? But who is he now? It's crazy. So, and Taron Christian was so prolific with South Dakota State. So, watching those quarterback situations, I would also keep an eye on Youngstown State. Mm. Two years ago, they're mm. playing James Madison for the national championship. Last year, they were not good. What will we see this year from right. Youngstown State is something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back to the Bison a little bit because it's not just the quarterback position that they're lacking. The running back position, they're going to have a lot of turnover as well. You lose Bruce Anderson, you lose Lance Dunn. A lot of the pressure is going to be on Ty Brooks, but he was hurt a lot last year. So it's mm-hmm. going to be Ty Brooks, Seth Wilson, you'll get a lot more looks at the ball, as well as Adam Cofield. And talking about their quarterback situation, again, folks, if you want to look at the spring previews, go to FCS Stats. Uh, they've got – uh, spring previews for every team, every conference, everywhere. They got some great information here because North Dakota State, they have their list here of who the quarterback might be. Trey Lance, Holden Hotchkiss. They also have the transfer from Iowa State, Zeb Noland, coming in. So it sounds like it's another open competition for the Bison to see who gets that quarterback spot. But again, only seven returners on offense. This is, might be the one year where North Dakota State, yes, they can reload, and we know they're going to reload, but early in the season – do they have it ready to go right out of the gate? That's the question. Keep an eye also on – well, I'll be interested to watch Missouri State's defense. Yes, very good because, defense. Because – no, no, no. Very bad defense. Exactly. Right, I think in Morgan State from, last, right. from the last po- last week. If they could find defense at Missouri State, <laughs> if they, they could, might be all right. Can we combine Morgan State and Missouri State? We get Missouri State's offense, Morgan <laughs> State's right. defense. We got a good squad. A very good squad. Like, Missouri State's defense was a liability, to just put it nicely. MO, just MO State. Mo State. Mo State, exactly. Let's get the two of them together. I want to watch Indiana State, though, this year. Was last year a flash in the pan or not? Because I don't think it was. I think they've built a nice program there. As you said, second-year head coach, Kurt Mallory's he got the players to believe last year. 
to believe to this point where they were upset they were snubbed for a playoff bid, and rightfully so, finishing 7-4 and four in the Valley and not being good enough. Brand new schemes, they took them well. I think Indiana State is more than a flash in the pan. It'll be interesting to see what happens with 10 returning starters on offense. Ooh. So. Jabril Cox, linebacker, North Dakota State. You talked about him earlier. I, I want to see if he can really put together not just a, a very good year because he's going to have a very good year. An excellent year. Right, because there's been a lot of talk about him potentially leaving early. You know, like. That's rare. Which is risky in FCS. Bingo, because we saw it last year with Daryl Johnson from North Carolina A&T. Yep. Left early, got drafted in the seventh round by the Buffalo Bills. Right. Um, so I don't think he'll leave early, but I want to see how great he can be this year to where yep. at least people will start to have a discussion. You know? Yeah. Because he's been really good like on both ends of defense. Yep. So I'm excited to watch him. Could be really interesting to watch because, again, people are – Pointing at him, maybe being a draft pick this year as a junior, if he comes out. Right. That's going to be really uh, – I think there's nothing stopping him. He's got the entire package, I think. But you we'll just hope You just hope he stays for the fourth year coming from you the You kind of do. Right. Yeah, you kind of do. And I think another team to watch is Northern Iowa. Again, can they fully regroup? They got a nice step in the right direction last year. Can they regroup? Because, again, they, they were kind of in that pack with, uh, with Youngstown and Illinois State where they're like – Yep, they're really good. Oh, wait, they're not good anymore. Wait, they're good again. Nope, nope, no, that one's that one's falling away now too. I think Northern Iowa always finds a way to step above that a little bit. I think they have to take a bigger step this year. Well, you talk about Northern Iowa, you might as well talk about Western Illinois too. Yeah, Western Illinois. Think about all the defensive players they've lost the last two seasons, the great defensive players they've lost. They've lost some great defensive players. I mean, you're talking about a uh, a draft pick in the middle with um, Saunders. With Saunders, Sean McGuire, their quarterback is gone. So Quentin Moon, uh, outside edge rusher, gone. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting who takes over for the Leathernecks. Because, again, they came on really nice in the middle of the year. They came on the game I was at against Illinois State. They made them look amateur, but they just couldn't finish down the stretch. And so now they you know, they lost a decent amount of stars. They have a decent amount coming back, but some key positions for the Leathernecks. Let's talk about some of the games to watch. And I'm going to start in week one for a potential upset alert. Indiana State at Kansas. Ho, ho, ho. I'm, I'm calling this now. Wow. I think the Sycamores have a real good shot at beating the Jayhawks. This is the Les Miles Jayhawks that we're talking about here. I, I don't care. It's still Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> still true. Kansas playing football. So Shout out to Tony Hall, the, the running backs coach, associate head coach there. True. Uh, my old college teammate. You know, so. There you go. But, sorry, man. You're, you're, I think the Sycamores have your number. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, I would also look. A little bit before week one, week zero, the FCS kickoff, Youngstown State and Sanford. That could be very interesting because Sanford's replacing a lot of big pieces. Devlin Hodges. Devlin Hodges is gone. And that's the FCS kickoff. That Not presented by football game plans. So I don't know who told them to take FCS kickoff, by the way. Yeah, we might have to see them in court about we that see one. see the football game plan legal department. Well, yeah. see what's going on. <laughs> Who's our legal department? Is that Mike or is hey. that uh, Craig Haley? Or? That's actually Will Jordan, our uh, – <laughs> he's actually um, our uh, counsel. Uh, Will Jordan, former college linebacker at Millsaps in okay. Mississippi. Okay. Former high school teammate of mine. There you uh, go. Will is an outstanding litigator down in New Orleans. <laughs> We need a good uh, – we need an outstanding litigator all over the – we need to get. We need more of him. We so that's our counsel. Um, interesting game, another out-of-conference game, week three, Youngstown State at home against Duquesne. Hmm. Could that be interesting? Because Youngstown State, for whatever reason, these are the games they like to choke on. <laughs> the, last three or four, the last three or four seasons, these are the games where they're like, 
They lost to who? But How? We'll, we'll find out a lot about <laughs> Youngstown State run defense. And and their running game, just in general. Right, because Duquesne's defense actually was pretty good last year. Yes. And we know A.J. Hines is a potential draft pick. Is uh, also on the senior bowl watch list for Duquesne. I'm looking at September 21st, North Dakota State, UC Davis. That's an interesting ball game, It's a too. big game, man. That's a playoff matchup. Yeah, and, and especially we'll see how good UC Davis could be with, you know, obviously they're replacing some big pieces as well. If you want to listen to those that what they lost, listen to the Big Sky podcast. We've already uh, recorded ah, that, and you can job. listen back on that. Segway, you learned it. Another one, though, talk about Big Sky teams, Northern Iowa at Weber. Week five. You're talking October non-conference game against a team that is a perennial power in the Big Sky Conference. Could be very interesting. There. Talk about a game that's always interesting in October. North Dakota State, Illinois State. That's always a good one. That's always a fight. That's always a fight. And uh, I would also keep an eye on another August matchup, man. Western Illinois at Northern Alabama. At North Alabama. That could be intriguing. North Alabama's first year as a full-time FCS. First of all, a, a lot of purple. Lots of purple. And there's Lots. nothing wrong with a lot of purple. Not, not, exactly. Not, not, nothing wrong with that. No. But that's going to be an interesting game. And I also think Indiana State and Eastern Kentucky is interesting. I like hmm. the Colonels. Colonels have, have come up nicely the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, they, they've been they, – quietly they've been bubbling. We'll talk about them in the OVC right. for sure in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, another game late in the year. And, again, I, it's hard to project these, how much importance they're going to have. But just looking at it on paper, Indiana State, Northern Iowa, week 11. November matchup in the Dome in Northern Iowa was when the Panthers always pick up steam. Last three or four weeks of the season, no matter how bad of a year they've had, they put up against some good results. Indiana State, if they're going to make the playoffs, that's a must-win for them. Yeah, that's going to be a that's huge a game. That's a must-must-win for them. Hot take time, man. Um, hot take time. How hot is your take for, for the Missouri Because Because <sighs> it depends. I'm a, I might go first. I think I think you should go first. All right. I'll, I'll let the uh, the Bison Nation Twitter fingers warm up a little bit. Man, you always going at the Bison. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the underdog, man. You win too much. I'm, I'm saying I'm doing – the only reason I bash you is because it's a compliment. You're too good. You win all the time. I want someone else to win. All right. Well, here's my hot take, probably in line with what you're talking about. I think the Sycamores would challenge for the Missouri Valley Conference title. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I See, I'm not going there. I think – I think Indiana State is a playoff team. How many teams? How many uh, players do you say return on offense? You've got ten on offense alone from Indiana State. Okay. Ten on offense, and then on defense, I think it's something like I think it's six or seven. I think on defense side of the ball, so they're getting a lot of experience back. Bingo. So you think experience is enough in the Missouri Valley? Do you? <laughs> it's, it, everything is all about the stars aligning. True, true. And you've got, again, this is going to be a year where North Dakota State is replacing a lot of key players, especially on offense, but their defense is still solid. So And it's still North Dakota State, but go ahead. <laughs> exactly, which is why I'm about to get burned for this Shout out to Craig inferno take that I'm about to have. South Dakota State, despite the losses of players, wins the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Ooh, that, that is a hot take. That <laughs> I had to fan myself. That that right there is hot, man. That, that's a uh, that's a Twitter that's a Twitter hot Ooh, take right there. That that's, right there, man. Like that's a Joe Flacco is still the best quarterback on the Ravens. Hot oh take. my God! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that you 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 really. I will not ask for your prediction. I will ask this: How many playoff teams this year from the Missouri Valley? Though how many we had last year? I think last year five? was I think it was four or five because the CAA had a lot. CAA had a ton of teams, so you had. 
three teams actually. That was it. Only three playoff teams out of the Oh, that's right, because it was a big controversy. It was North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and Northern Iowa were the only three. Indiana State got snubbed last year. We, we they were seven we and four, right. five and three in the conference. I forget why. Who they? Because they, they lost a couple games late. They didn't lose a single game from October. Right. But they lost to they lost to South Dakota State, lost to Northern Iowa, and they lost to Missouri State. But then they beat Youngstown, South Dakota, Illinois State, and Western Illinois in four consecutive weeks at the end of the year. I think we may get three in again. You think it's going to be three? I think it's three because I think other conferences have. Like for that, a little stronger. Yeah, with that fourth team, it seemed like the the committee looked at the CAA a little bit higher last year, right? And as I think to the Missouri Valley. Think about the CAA. Think about the Big Sky, uh, Southland. Southland, yeah. So I, I think three is is. I think you're definitely going to get three from the Missouri Valley. I'm going to call four. I think there's going to be a fourth team in there. I think Indiana State's one of them. Obviously, the Bison will be in there. South Dakota State will be in there. So you got them pushing out Dartmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing out Dartmouth. Listen to this guy over here. Seeing if you're paying attention. Now the fourth team, though, the fourth team. There's so many teams I could pick, but I'm actually going to go on the record for one. Oh, okay. Illinois State. That's not a hot take. Above Northern Iowa, I say Northern Iowa doesn't get in. Oh, you said Northern Iowa doesn't get in. Doesn't get in. So you have North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Indiana State, Illinois State. Okay. No Northern Iowa, no That's Youngstown. not necessarily fit. I mean, that, think about it. Northern Iowa is losing their quarterback. Dunn True. was a really good player. And the only reason I'm not p- picking the Leathernecks is because they lost Sean McGuire. They lost a lot, too. They man. lost a lot of players. So, I'm not saying that. I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I'm still looking for ribs. Who's the, f- <laughs> who's the flying ointment team? Flying the ointment teams? South Dakota. I think South Dakota is a flying ointment. South I think Youngstown State is a flying ointment. Quiet yeah. I think South Dakota – I think South Dakota – could be good enough. If they get on a run, they could end up with seven or eight wins. They, I could easily also see them where they were last year with four and seven. Mm-hmm. But South Dakota, I mean, they've got Austin Simmons. You have a good like quarterback. Right. you got a good quarterback. You don't know what you can accomplish, folks. That's going to do it for the Missouri Valley Conference preview and our independent preview. Sorry if we didn't get to North Dakota enough. But, again, Emery, you're going to have your video coming out in the next, what, couple of weeks or so? Yeah, in a couple of weeks. You know, we got juggle between – the TV show that we have, and also the, yes, we are know, on TV, folks. Game Plus Network. Uh, if you have Optimum Cable, channel two thirty eight. We also have our NFL training camp stuff that we're doing, be it Giants camp, Jets camp. Um, our NFL season previews are, are out. Yep. Um, so we have the, the video should be you got out a next book week. coming out August twenty fifth. The Go Go Offense, written by offensive coordinator Brendan Marion of William and Mary. You can pre order that at footballgameplan.com slash go go offense there you go and obviously you've got a busy schedule but i can tell you that i am hoping to be out again at macomb uh to see western illinois i believe what game did i say what the uh the october 20 something yeah it was it was around the same time around the same time as last year so i'll be making a visit out there and again folks if you want to listen back on any of these podcasts and rewind and say wait hold on what did he just say hold on i got to respond to him on twitter you can listen back on soundcloud or itunes you can follow emory on twitter at at fball game plan and myself at david underscore hassigan uh to reply to our inferno you know chili hot takes you know ghost pepper what, what was that a ghost pepper hot take the one i just did you there a, you yeah <laughs> i've had a couple where they've been uh, incendiary i believe yeah you have would be a <laughs> man Listen to the Big South podcast. That's yeah, all that, was, that one started for you. <laughs> that one's the start. This one's probably right up there with it. But, folks, that's going to do it for us. Uh, the next 
Keep listening out for more of the podcast previews. We're going to have the NEC, the OVC are the next two up. We do go in alphabetical order. It's just easier for us, folks. We're, we're sports people. We're not math majors or English majors or anything like that. After the OVC, we'll have the Patriot League and then the Pioneer League. So those will be in order. Sorry to the SWAC, the SOCON, and the Southland. You guys are toward the end because you start with the letter S. Move, your, move the name of your conference <laughs> up a little further. We'll get to you faster. Um, but for now... This has been David Assegan for Emory Hunt. Thanks for listening in. It's almost football season, folks.